Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's What's up? up? (laughs) David, how are we going to ever get through all this news? I really don't think we're going to. Here's what we do. I have an idea. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's... Boil it down and and get rid of all the fluff. Okay. And let's just report on what we agree is the single most important piece. So we have pages and pages of news that we've carefully researched. Right. Our staff cut it down to like six pages Mm. because they were like, you'll never be able to report 23 pages worth of news. Right. So at our staff meeting, we allowed some of the interns to whack away at it and cut it down to six pages. Well, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the week... You were like, we're way understaffed. So I hired like four four people <laughs> right, right. to handle the to handle this, and, we, and I'm expecting next week to be the same. Yeah, yeah. How were those interviews? They went. They were long and hard. I'll tell you what. I started every every interview out with, "How dare you? <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> Why do you think? What could possibly make you think?" That you could work here. 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 (laughs) What's the matter with you? Yeah. And I said, clearly, I want 33 years of experience. (laughs) And I wanted you to be a teenager. For this entry (laughs) for this entry (laughs) level (laughs) job. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad that I didn't have to interview with you because that sounds brutal. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) I cannot wait to the next Penn Cinema interview because I am going to start the interview like that. Some poor little 16-year-old kid all dressed up, got the top button buttoned yeah. on his polo shirt, you know. Come in here with your fancy clothes, right. Right. acting all high and mighty. Right. What, you think you're better than us because you got a collar? <laughs> oh, oh, you're so young and fresh. Right. <laughs> you think you could just walk on in here because you have an interview scheduled. <laughs> the only I think better is if you and Drew did good cop, bad cop interviews. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to see you get this job, but you gotta give me a little something. <laughs> you know what I do, you know what I do like to do, and I've done this many times. Joel and Drew will be downstairs interviewing somebody, mm-hmm. and I'll come in and like introduce myself to the kid, like halfway through it, just randomly pop my head in yeah. and introduce and then in front of Drew and Joel, I'll ask the kid. <laughs> I'll ask again, hey, how's the interview going? (laughs) Are you doing good? (laughs) The kid doesn't know. You're like, oh, my God. Secrets out. They never know what to make of me when I come walking into the interview. And and you could just see Drew's face. He's like, oh, boy. Such panic, right? (laughs) Right? He's like, here we go. Well, it's not panic. It's just confusion because the kids don't know who I am. They have no idea. They're like, this weirdo just walked in (laughs) acting like he owns the place. I wish you had video of Drew's interview that you could play. 
during the interview of everyone else think you're nervous. Right. How about this guy? <laughs> Recognize this face? Right. 15 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know who he interviewed him? Who's that? Amy. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were doing group interviews, and we didn't have an occupancy permit, which we've covered on the show before. Mm. And um, so we were not allowed to have interviews or oh, training right. or anything in the building. So all of our early training and interviews was at the Fiorentinos. Mm. And back then they had a banquet room. And uh, so we, I, I forget if we rented it out or we just borrowed it or whatever, but we held our interviews there. And there was like four tables set up. It was me and this other guy and Jenny Mercandetti and Amy. I think Jenny was there for the interviews. And, um, but, it, it, but yeah, I mean, Amy interviewed Drew and then all the kids left and the four of us like, you know, huddled up, you know, we sorted out, who do you like this one? You like that one? This one works, this one, you know, and who are we going to, you know, and, and sort of made some decisions. I don't know, five, 10 minutes, whatever, 15 yeah. minutes. And then, so we packed up all our stuff and we were headed out and I'll never forget, we were walking out of the Fiorentinos and there's Drew and a couple other kids. And they're of course doing what you do when you're 15, staying on the sidewalk, waiting for mom to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Yeah. It was so perfect. good. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Amy. Amy claims to, I, I can't argue with her because she has a great memory mm. and she's pretty sure she, well, not, she's, she's not pretty sure. She told me she interviewed Drew. Here he is today. Yeah, a little true. So imagine if it had gone the other way, if I had interviewed him. <laughs> imagine how different Penson would be if Drew sat down to interview across from me. Oh my gosh. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> right. And Drew would have been like, you're right. I'm, I got to go. sorry. Yeah. Mom! <laughs> he was working somewhere weird, like not Stauffer's, but maybe like Rita's or something like that. Like he had, he had a, just a job. Cause, cause I, I, I remember that we were all impressed that he was only 15 and he already had a job. Now when he had a son, right? Daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Did you just walk up and just go, were you like, I ain't saying much, but <laughs> I mean, this is all me, right? <laughs> right. You got this job. Right. Right. You know, yep. Penson would change your life. Right. You met your wife. Yet? Right. Right. I'm just saying you yeah. should name your daughter. Penn Cinema. Right. <laughs> right. Not Penn. Not Penn. Right. Penn Cinema. <laughs> what, what do we, well, the Ryan, the executive director of the Red Rose Film Festival, right. mm -hmm. he, he recently, him and his wife recently had their second child. Mm. And we were talking about it. We were having a board meeting the day that the child was due. Now, the child didn't arrive for a few more days. And I'm happy to tell you, she, he arrived beautiful, healthy, mom's healthy, you know, beautiful, great. Well, we were all teasing Ryan saying, well, if the child is born today, if you have to leave this board meeting to go <laughs> support your wife during her delivery, yeah, then it's obligated. You have to name the kid Red Rose Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Rosie for sure. Rosie. <laughs> Wouldn't Rosie be a great guy's name for a boy? The kid would get picked on so hard. Oh, I know, but he'd be such a badass. Unless he was Irish. Yeah. Then yeah. he'd be fine. You just tell people he's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm Irish. And then the bully would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so about the news. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. right you were saying. Right. So yeah. we got distracted because you hired all these kids yeah, 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 to yeah, manage yeah. the news. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they did a great job. Right. So we have for you listeners, because what we won't do for you, right? Right. We have narrowed it down to one. See, a lesser podcast <laughs> would bore you with. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, here's all this right. news and this, this casting yeah. and this possible person." Yeah. No, not us. No. We got you one news story, and this is especially for Frodo. Yeah, because she's excited. Pac-Man has a live-action movie coming from Wayfair and Bandai Namco. Did we discuss this last week? Did we touch on this? No, I don't think so. All right, so she wrote in unprompted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Live-action, because Sonic was so popular, they were saying, we now are getting a Pac-Man movie. You say that with sarcasm, but Sonic was a massive hit. Right. No, I mean, I, I mean... I mean, it wasn't sarcasm towards Sonic. It was sarcasm towards the studio that thinks, oh, this did good, so this other thing mm, clearly gotcha. is... Uh, now, I don't understand your hesitation. Like, okay, so, for example, um, I'm trying to think of, like, I feel like we've had movies where the character based on a video game isn't, like, you can't imagine how that's going to work out, but it always just works out. Like, why wouldn't this work out? Like the Super Mario Bros. movie? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One of the worst movies of all time. Right. Uh, my question is, what type of Pac-Man do you think we're going to get? You think we're just going to get big circle with a mouth? Or is it going to have his arms and legs? I, or, 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 and hear me out, could it be like a person? Just a regular guy with a big mouth? No, like a regular guy, period. Who has like a shirt with the Pac-Man logo, like the the circle with the mouth, like on it? So he's just barely Pac-Man. But will he eat ghosts? Yeah. And pellets? Maybe he'll shoot the ghosts. Whoa. Maybe he'll chase them down. Now you're eating, now you're talking. Eating pellets on his way. The pellets are the bullets. He's collecting bullets. He's yes. not even eating them. No, he's collecting them. He's collecting the bullets right. for his magazine to or, shoot the ghosts. Or and hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. the bullets are burritos, and he's just eating burritos all day. And hear me out. Hear me out. Maybe the ghosts are just the friends he made along the way. Oh, could be. Yes. Right? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is full philosophical. Pac-Man, like we've never yes. burrito eating, <laughs> right? Ghost <Friend>. befriending, <laughs> friend making. I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, th- my instinct, because I'm not a creative, I'm not a filmmaker, mm. right? So, like, my first instinct is like, Pac-Man, how are they going to make a live action Pac-Man? But then I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I've I've raised I've had questions about that with other titles. Yeah, like how do you think they were going to do Sonic? Exactly. Yeah. So, I feel like, all right, let's everybody just relax, and see how it comes out. And I understand that for some people, I'm not going to name names, but her initials are Frodo. For some people, <laughs> this is going to be a big deal. This is going to be like you're messing with. Scripture. Yeah. scripture. And your your message is relax. Yeah. Jump to it. Right. Da, when you want to get to it. Yeah. So I think I mean, I understand that for the hardcore fan, mm. 
who is, you know, well-read on all the canon and knows <laughs> all the, the background and the stories and is passionate. Yeah. For those people, like, I get it. It's hard to relax. Right. And but I'm saying for the rest of us, like, maybe it'll just be all right. Maybe, you know, we're just going to enjoy, like, a crazy... And if they don't get Miss Pac-Man cast right... Oh, boy. That's when things are going to get... Is Miss Pac-Man part of this deal? I don't know. Because that could be a spinoff. That could be Jr. a sequel. Why can't that be a sequel? Could be. If it was me... Oh, now let me throw something oh. out. Let me throw something out here. Maybe, oh. maybe this is controversial. Controversial. Hold on. Let me put my... Uh, Judgment glasses. Yes, off. yes. Put on your judgment glasses. <laughs> um, I would. I I liked Miss Pac Man better than Pac Man. Actually, that's kind of a that's it's, kind of I think a normal thing. That's a pretty common thing, yeah. right? So maybe you just jump right in and make a Miss Pac Man movie. Whoa! Skip over Pac. I'm saying, Pac Man's her side chick. Boy. Right. Now here, here I also want to get personal for a second. Because I'm of the age where Pac-Man, like I was the target audience mm. when it was invented. Yeah. And one of the, and, and what always happened is it, it took you like all morning to find a quarter. Right. You know, and maybe you came up with two or three quarters, mm. you know, and so you could play, so you and your little idiot buddy could go play Miss Pac-Man a couple of times or right. Pac-Man a couple of times. And I remember one day, I forget the special occasion. I don't know if it was my birthday or if it was like the end of summer or it was like you just finished school. There was some special occasion where me and my friend Nick each ended up with a Ziploc bag full of quarters. What? Like like you could imagine nothing better in the world. Oh, my gosh. I could never have picked anything better that I would more want out of life never. than a Ziploc bag full of quarters and being dropped off at the arcade. Wow. I mean, we played Pac-Man, we played Asteroids, we played Centipede, we played it all, baby, all day long. Dang. It was heaven. So popular. It was, it, what? I don't know. <laughs> it was one of the best days of my life. You guys, like, it was everyone standing around you, they were like, no, no, no. going to get there, the high scores. No, 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 because I didn't have a lot of friends, but my buddy Nick, me and Nick went in together. Mm. And he somehow, somehow it was coordinated. Our parents must have all coordinated because we had dropped off and we each had like more quarters than we could imagine. Your parents were like, for the love of God, we got to get these, right. kids, out we get these kids out of the house. You guys want to come over for a drink? Yeah. What are we going to do with no, the kids? No, because this was early 80s. We weren't in the house much. We were in the woods playing Rambo. <sighs> we were in the woods playing Indiana Jones. This wow. was at my grandmother's house out in Pound Ridge, New York, which yeah. is a suburb of New York City. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, but you yeah. know, we would oftentimes spend weeks on end in what we referred to as the country. <laughs> <laughs> it was not really the country, but me and Nick would run around. We were never in the house. Wow. Unless we were, because then eventually Nick got Atari. Whoa. And then we could just play, play Pac-Man whenever. Play Pac-Man all day long, literally. Wow. But before he got the Atari, we were limited to quarters. And the normal thing was like, oh, I got a quarter. Let's go play Ms. Pac-Man. Right. And if either one of you got a quarter, it's then it go. was like you both had a quarter. Right. <laughs> you know? right. <laughs> which drives me, which, which I find so crazy because I don't know about you, but I would only last about 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. And your quarter's gone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But then the other thing that's great about this is like whoever had the quarter the other guy would try to trade him for it. 
<laughs> so it was like, I got a Coke, you know, and this frog in my pocket, you know. And so, Always with the frog. And a lint, you know. I, yeah, yeah. I found this really cool snake skin, you know, yeah. something like that that you found in the road. Where you could do like my buddy Josiah growing <laughs> up. You know how kids do. They trade. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. And his thing was <laughs> if I had something he, he wanted – to trade, he'd like, you want to trade for this? And he'd offer me right. what he thought I'd want. Right. And maybe it was something that I kind of wanted, but whatever he wanted was always like my new prized possession. <laughs> whatever he wanted. Yeah. Okay. It was, like, was like the thing that I really wanted. And um, like, for instance, I had a, do you remember Pogs? Yes. I had a slammer. There were the hard things you threw at the Pogs. Inside of it was, it was clear resin and it had a scorpion in it, like a real scorpion. Yeah. And his thing that he would do every single time, Okay, fine. He, you know, he, if I couldn't talk him into it, whatever, we'd be playing. Within the next hour or two, what are you doing? Huh? What's in your mouth? And it, whatever it, it would be, whatever it was that he wanted, <laughs> he would just be sucking on it. Oh, my God. Like, it would just be in his mouth. No. And then, of course, I'm like, right. all right, well, I'll make, I don't, I don't want it back. I'll make that trade. Right. 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 Like, why would I? Right. So, you know. We're coming up to 40s now. And like a year ago, he's like, my mom cleaned out this room. <laughs> and she's like, here's a box of your stuff. And he dumped it out. And it was a box of all the stuff he swindled me out of. <laughs> he's like, recognize any of these things? Oh, my he's God. like, you jerk. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's all the news fit to print. <laughs> Didn't even work. Didn't even work. Not even not even worth the uh, the... The normal sound effects. Right. Did I miss it? I don't know. Was <laughs> no, it on purpose? I, I think it was on purpose. Yeah. All right. So we're transitioning right into new trailers. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight trailers to discuss. Wow. And and I made you watch all of them. And let me tell you guys something about Penn. Oh, God. Penn loves movies. It's true. Right? And Penn wants to know when a movie's coming out right. and what it's about and who's releasing it and who's releasing and he's excited for because it because i can typically tell you my enthusiasm is frequently influenced a lot right. by the studio right and when we're sitting in the theater watching the movie and the trailers come up he gets hyped yeah my boy gets hyped this movie's going to be awesome yeah but when we're up here <laughs> in the in in the office and he has to watch a trailer <laughs> You've got 15 seconds before he's like, should I watch this? Do I need to watch the whole trailer? Because he asked me about six times, which, which trailers do I need to watch this week? And I was like, might as well watch all of them. Yeah, but which ones? It's true. It's true. I'll give it like 10 or 15 seconds, and then I start scrolling to find the next one. He's like, well, what's, who made this one? Okay, what's the next movie? Right, right. Well, I... I had to watch all eight of them because David sitting right there. He was watching. He was supervising. Yeah. <laughs> I left some of the kids off for right. the afternoon. Right, busted. <laughs> oh, you got busted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you want to start us off with Margot, the the teen eating house. Yeah. This movie has one of the best taglines of yes, the day. Yes, it's true. Right. Yeah. 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 So a bunch of kids go to a smart house Airbnb and the house is a giant 3d printer somehow and can make all your food and do all this amazing stuff. But then the house starts killing them like 
mm. smashing him, squishing him. It looks like maybe it takes over one guy's body at one point. But the tagline is, the house always wins. The house always wins. And I was like, this looks like crap, but I like what you did there. Yeah, and this falls in, like, uh, it looks really well done. I mean, it yeah. must have had a huge production budget. And it's a it's an interesting enough premise, sort of. Right. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna want to see what what we're talking about. Right. Here. Yeah. This is one of those things that doesn't look like. It's, we've seen trailers for movies like this that look more like crap. Right. Than this does. Right. Like graphically, even just the house like doesn't look horrible. Right. The premise is really stupid, but it doesn't look horrible. It's. St- <laughs> It's stupid, but I still want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, what, what, the, here's the thing that actually gets me interested. At the beginning of it, they show all the kids agree to a, uh, uh, they, have, they have an agreement they Except have to Accept or decline. Yeah. And one of the kids says no. Right. And I'm like, how does that? Right. Is she the only one that doesn't get hurt because she never agreed to this stuff right. and the house just won't hurt her because yeah. it didn't agree? Right. Yeah. I'm interested in that. No, I definitely agree on all counts. Uh, the next trailer is a trailer for The Menu. Now, we watched this trailer <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, or we watched a trailer, a trailer. For, the, for this movie a few weeks back. Um, it stars Anya Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. or Anya Joy Taylor. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows. Who? who Nobody. Right. So that mystery We went is, over her full name once, and it was like seven names long. Right, right. Yeah. And depending on what movie she's in, I don't know if you ever noticed this. She switches the names around. Mm. So in one movie, she might be Anya Taylor-Joy, and in the next movie, she's Anya Joy Taylor. There was an actress that did that. Oh, really? <laughs> she's a Asian actress, Zhang, Zhang Zi. She was in House of... Uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and a bunch of other movies. She was like popular for a bit of time in those, like uh, what do they call Wire Fu movies. Mm. And sometimes she was Zhang Zi, and sometimes she was Zi Zhang. Mm. I think that would be fun. If I was an A-list actor, I would change my name all the time. All the time. Right. Yeah. Never be the same. <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, this is trailer number two for The Menu, which opens on November 18th, starring Anya Taylor-Joy. And um, this trailer made it look more interesting to me than the first trailer. It also stars Ralph Fiennes of The French Dispatch. Mm. and Or, no, Grand Budapest Hotel. And Harry Potter. Oh, right. And Harry Potter. <laughs> Spun off a whole... A, a whole spinoff. A whole of thing. Grand Budapest Hotel. Right, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this this is what? They they check into a super fancy restaurant that's like... Or overnight B&B that's like $3,000 a person. And, but then it turns out they hunt humans and serve them to you for dinner. Yes and no. Okay. The premise here is that there's this chef that makes these amazing meals and it's like $12,000 to have a meal by him. So a bunch of rich people, every so often he'll have a host a dinner and you can go to his dinner on his private island mm. and you, it's like a game to guess what the theme will be. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how, some of these people seem like they had done it before. Mm. So maybe they had, but in this, this time when they get there, <clears throat> the chef has planned like a night of torture for the elite mm. rich people. But Annie Taylor-Joy has uh, been invited as a date and is not a, f- a filthy rich person. Mm. And so there's a bit of confusion because I don't think they were expecting her to be there. Yeah, because, oh, that's what it is. Because the chef says, we're trying to figure out if you're with us or with them. Right. 
meaning people who work for a living or the filthy rich. Right. And I think some of it's they hunt them, they mm-hmm. cut like a guy's finger off. And I think what surprised me is the first trailer was very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this trailer was suspenseful, but also had a little bit more humor in it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it was like, like the thing where they've been killing people and then they have them like set down at the table and they sing happy birthday. Right. And he's like, you told them it was my birthday. And the guy's like, seemed a lot funnier three hours ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's interesting. This is one of two trailers this week, uh, that tackles the inequality in our world. Right. And I think that's an ongoing and increasingly relevant theme. Um, not that it's new. I mean, there's there's been you know we've seen movies like this before, but I felt like uh, the somewhat the menu and a lot we're going to talk about Triangle of Sadness, um, you know, really sort of drilling into it. But before we get to that, we also have Bones and All, yeah, which opens in November. Yeah. Now this movie, there's been a lot of talk about this movie. Really, a lot of talk. Timothy Chalamet is the lead. Oh right. And uh, it's apparently getting all this buzz because it's a movie about. A love story between a person and a cannibal. Aren't cannibals persons too? Well, two people. A one regular f- person right. and a person who eats people. Right. Person first language, David. So I would which wonder which which wash wash. You wash wash wash. To which I wonder how if you met someone and they ate people and you were like I I think I love this person for some reason. How could you ever trust that person wouldn't get hungry enough to eat you? You mean besides the fact that I live in Lidditz and there's a grocery store just down the street? But they're not going to eat that stuff. They want to eat people. But where do cannonballs, cannonballs get people? <laughs> well, they, so, so you're the, a cannonball and you want to eat somebody. Where do you go to get some people? So I guess the so the, the synopsis of this that I read is that they, they're both traveling across country and meet each other. So I guess he just travels around and kills people and eats them. So if you're a cannonball, do you... Get fired out of, out of a cannon? Right. Yeah. And also, follow-up question to that. <laughs> like, is that all you eat? Or is that like you eat like a normal person and then every now and then when you have the opportunity, you dig into a steak of human meat? I don't know. As a vegan... Right. Do you only eat vegetables or do you sometimes eat a steak? Well, I, I don't ever eat steak. See? Yeah. I mean, I fig- I would figure... So you think it's the same for cannibals? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. They have some sort of moral opposition to veggies? Probably. They got something against the cauliflower? <laughs> it's, it's too brain-like. <laughs> right. It looks too much like the brain. All right. Well, this trailer, to me, was like whatever, because it was some it's kind short. of teaser. Yeah. And this is a big-time Pinkies Out movie, as far as I can mm. tell. It does nothing for me. I'm not interested in it. Okay, so you're in love with a cannibal. That's your problem. Like, move on. I actually want a movie where you're just in love with a cannonball. Right. <laughs> they, they came yeah. close to that. It was called Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next we have Triangle of Sadness. This is my trailer of the week. Mm. I thought this was incredible. This one is funny because it doesn't look like a comedy, and there's not really anything funny in the trailer. <laughs> Yet every single comment, like like review that they put on the screen, other than the one that says you have to see this in a, with a group, says it's hilarious. 
this movie's hilarious. It's the funniest movie you're ever going to see. It's so funny the way they do. They make the funny jokes. <laughs> Remember funny? Look at you with the funny. This is the funny. Wait. Bet you didn't think this was funny? Guess what it is. They bring the funny. They bring the funny. I did not take it as funny, but I, it sure looked f- funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't mean for that to come out that way. <laughs> it just happened. It, it. What I was going to say was it looked interesting. It looked well made. And I, yeah. and I do think it looked funny in the sense of like dark comedy funny. Not funny like super bad or hangover, but funny like amusing. I guess the only really funny part, and, it, and it, it, it's, it's a funny part when you think about it, but the way that it played out in the trailer made it seem more like ominous mm-hmm. was when the lady was like, the sales up there, they need to be clean. Right. And he's like, we can't do that. She's like, why can't? Who's he? Uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. So he's the captain of this ship. Yeah. Okay. And, and the woman says to him, we need the sails cleaned. So she's like rich and she doesn't want to sail on a boat with dirty sails. And he says, well, I can't do that. And she says, why not? He says, well... We don't have any sails. This is a motorized ocean liner. Yeah. And then she says, but the sails need to be cleaned. He's like, all right, we'll clean the sails. We'll clean the sails. You bet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it looks, uh, I think this, and, and you and I both commented while I was watching it, how much we enjoy Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I want to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next trailer we have is Ty. Well, well, I have well, I, I have a hard struggle between what watch of what two trailers are my trailer of the week. Okay, your first choice is well, your first the the two trailers yeah. are Vesper, yeah, and Catherine called Birdie. Oh, that was okay. I, I'm not going to argue with either of those. Okay, so here's the thing about Vesper. It seems like it's really high concept. And I think that there's going to be a lot more to the movie. Like, it looks like the movie's probably more of an adventure for her to take the lady back to the city Mm. than it is about, like, kind of what the trailer makes it seem about trying to get the seeds to grow. Mm. Uh, This is like a dystopian future where society, like, we're running out of resources. Society builds a city, a self-sustaining city, but it can only sustain so many people. And thus, they don't let anyone else in. The rest of the world can just die. And there's a lady out there, a girl out there trying to survive right. uh, with the people outside of the city. Uh, and then someone from the city crashes their car, basically, their jet or whatever. Uh, it, visually, it looks great. Very creative. Yeah. Very futuristic. This is this reminds me a lot of... Shoot. What was that movie that was supposed to be really great? It was based off this comic. Uh, Luke Besson did it. It was, um, it had like Claire Danes in it. You remember? And they had like, they went to the, in, in the movie, they go to uh, a town and you have to put on like a virtual reality thing and then you can see the whole town's in another dimension. Mm. I don't know. If, it was like really high concept sci fi. Yeah. And it did horrible, but it was not that bad. It was just really. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is gonna, nobody's going to see this, but it, it looks like it could be fun. Yeah, I think your term high concept kind of hits a nail on the head. I think there's some world building in it because yeah. there's some concepts that are like she has a magic seed, you know, that needs something else. And if she can connect the two, then she can they can live off of that forever. And I also think there's some um, 
analogies being made to like, not analogies, that's probably the wrong word, but um, like the people in the self-sustaining city, mm-hmm. like there's some comparisons in, you know, again, another story of inequality, the people who are in and making it work, who are in, you know, the the economic system that works for everybody, for the people who are in it. Right. And then there's an outer ring for whom the system is not working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll just jump to the other, my other option for trailer of the week, which I think I'm going to give it my trailer of the week. Okay. Only because it had that one line that had me laughing out loud. Yeah. That was one of my, the funniest lines I've heard in a long yeah. time. Here's It's a Lena Dunham movie. The movie is called Catherine Called the Birdie. Yeah. And... Her writing can be hilarious, mm-hmm. but it can also be extremely pretentious. And this trailer waffles right. as to what range it's going. And it, there's a lot of decent actors in it and actresses. <laughs> and, it, and it's just, it like, I can't even really say what it's about. It's about this little girl, Catherine, and maybe she's supposed to get married off and she doesn't want to. I don't know, but there's... I would take the word maybe out of that. Maybe. There's this girl, Catherine, and she, the dad is trying to marry her off. And she doesn't want And to. she doesn't want to go down yeah. that road. I meant as in maybe that's what it's about. I couldn't quite tell if that was the only plot that was oh, gotcha. kind of going on. Right, right. But the scene that we're talking about is they're at a dinner, and I guess Catherine doesn't show up, and he's like, oh, she's a little sick. She's got a... a a, I mean, there's a, a, little there's pox. a pox there's a, and the people are like pox we gotta we gotta get out of here because it's medieval times right. like, and the guy's like ah you know it's it, not a big pox it's not a big pox it's a small pox small pox but not small pox <laughs> <Right. laughs> and the whole time the mom's like no there's no pox there's <laughs> no, no pox, pox. <laughs> yeah it's not a big pox <laughs> it's a small pox <laughs> wait no that doesn't sound right <laughs> no it was good um, I don't know I didn't it didn't do it for me to get trailer of the week but it certainly was a good trailer, and the movie looks interesting. Why don't you tell me about probably, I'm assuming, the biggest movie for you on here. <laughs> the Good House? The Good House. So I don't know what you're driving at, like why you're making that face, but Scorny Weaver stars mm-hmm. in, in a this, 1990s movie. In a night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The end. The end. <laughs> so Sigourney Weaver stars in this movie, and she is apparently a parent, a mom, and also an alcoholic, and maybe getting sober, maybe not. Yeah. Um, she breaks the fourth wall a lot, it seems like, yeah. or maybe she narrates the whole movie or something like that. And remind me, how does she meet Kevin Klein? Uh, she had a crush on him when they were kids. Oh, that's right. And then what was he doing? He, like, somehow they reconnected. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, I think she goes swimming or something and he sees her or she saw him in traffic or something like that yeah anyway it takes place in new england and kevin klein puts on a really bad boston accent and um or the most authentic boston accent you've ever heard right which i don't think so i've spent a lot of time in boston and i never met anybody that sounded like kevin klein Wow, a bunch of fakers you've been seeing. Right, 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 right. So I don't know. I mean, I watched this movie or I watched this trailer and I had two competing thoughts. One thought was this movie looks ridiculous and I was not able to articulate it the way you were, but certainly I would agree, like, this is a 90s movie. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I was also thinking, like, this looks like good, wholesome fun. Like It doesn't it, look bad. Yeah, I like, I could yeah. see myself watching this movie. Like, it looks fun. She's fun. He's fun. Like, 
in the 90s, this is the type of movie I would have seen a trailer for and been like, yeah, whatever, and not thought about it again. Right. But then it would have been the movie my mom bought, brought home from Blockbuster on right. Family View Night, where right. it was like she didn't want to watch some slucky kid thing. Right. And I didn't have any other choice, so right. I watched this comedy. Right. and It was over, and I was like, oh, that had a lot of jokes I didn't understand, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, last movie of the week is Emily from Warner Brothers, opens on October 14th. Yeah. Um, Walk us through this. This trailer does nothing for me. However, visually, this is the most appealing trailer. Like This seems like all the things that I would want. Because, you know, I like period pieces. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it looks like it's styled in a very... It's got that, like, uh, sometimes pickies out. You you know when you're looking at an indie film. Like, right. it's got a little bit more right. grainy right, feel right. to it. Yeah. And this has that feel. So it's, like, right up my alley. Yeah. But it's Warner for, Brothers. But it's Warner Brothers, and it looks boring as hell. What's the premise of the movie? Emily Dickens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that. Robinson? She has a different name. Emily. And then she's writing Wuthering Heights. Yeah. But they barely touch on, it's just like, oh, she wants to write and nobody thinks she can write. Right. And that's about all that you get from the trailer. There's men too. Maybe she's in love with guys. Yeah. Not really sure. I kind of agree with you. Uh, Middle of October, sure. Like it'll play three or four weeks, and then it, we'll. It move might on. be a fine movie, but the trailer's bad. Yeah, it's gonna play until um, Wakanda opens up on November 11th. Mm. Okay, and that's just that's how about it, that. That's just how it is, David. And those are I'm the trailers sorry. this week. Whew! <laughs> <laughs> Good made luck, it Trailer that. Master Jason. I'll yeah. Tell you what. Yeah. Godspeed. All right. So last week. We were like, the movies that are out this week are not really pulling us. So can we run down the movies that we opened? We opened Mac and Rita, Mm -hmm. which finished 14th out of 15 different titles. Wow. And this was a body-switching comedy starring uh, Diane Keaton. Mm. We watched Fall, which finished like 8th out of 15 titles. Okay. uh, Did you actually watch it? I did not, but I am going to watch Fall. Okay. Because uh, what everybody's saying is it's incredibly stupid, but the visual effects are really well done, so it's actually terrifying. Okay. Because the whole thing is like they're about to fall off this pole. Yeah. Right. And and then Bodies, 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 which we had been sold by A24 because um, I did a little research, and when it opened in New York and L.A., it had the highest per theater average of the year, second only to everything everywhere all at once. What? So I got excited at the last minute and I was like, oh man, this this is another little A24 movie that's gonna sneak up on us and be a big hit. So not only did I book it, but I played it in theater 10 and it did very poorly. Wow. So we'll see. So our number one movie was Top Gun. Number two movie was Minions. Number three movie was um, Where the Crawdads Sing. Number four movie, E.T. re-released in IMAX. Really? Yep. More people need to see Bullet Train. That's all I'm saying. I think Bullet Train might have been. I might have that wrong. Bullet Train might have been number three. But I know that E.T. was number four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so yeah, so those are the movies. None of those movies really spoke to us. Right. So David had this great idea. Next week we're watching Beast, starring Mm -hmm. Ichabod Elbow Crane. Yeah. And before we watch that, let's watch a movie that harkens up a similar genre. Um Harkens up, I said. Oh. Uh, the ghost and the darkness. Harkens up the ghost. <laughs> now, don't be confused, dear listener, mm. 
Because last week when David assigned us this movie, I jotted down my notes, Ghost in the Darkness, mm. which it turns out is a totally different movie. Yeah. But we watched The Ghost and the Darkness starring yeah. Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer basically wore the same hat he had just worn when he made Tombstone. <laughs> basically. <laughs> had a lot he of went this, off one set right. straight onto the other. He had a lot of similar shots. Like I kept thinking he looks just like, I kept waiting for him to say, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> All right, so Ghost and the Darkness, starring Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. David, walk us through this. Uh, this is one of my, like, favorite, like, nostalgic films. Mm. Because it was one of the VHSs we owned. Mm -hmm. we, I remember, I don't remember if it was me, it was probably my mother, but she wanted to watch this movie and brought it home, and we loved it so much that mm. she wound up getting it for us, mm -hmm. and it's one of those movies I've watched over and over again. Mm. Um I love the music, like the, it's just like, as soon as I was watching again, I was like, the music came out, I was like, I forgot, this music is so good, and yeah. it just brings back the memories, and um, so this movie is about, it's based on a true story, how much of it is true, I'm not sure, um, like like the the small details, but yeah. the overarching story is true. They're trying Some to, liberties may have been taken. Right. They're trying to build a bridge over the Savo River in Africa, in Savo. And um, in doing so, they, the building crews start getting attacked by two lions, male lions. And lions, one, don't hunt for sport. They only hunt when they're hungry. And two, don't hunt in packs. Like, you'll see a female lion maybe working with another female lion. But male lions don't hunt, don't hunt in packs. And generally don't do the hunting anyway, so the female lions do. But so it's really abnormal because these lions start killing every every night, and then they start killing during the day. And lions don't hunt; they're like they don't usually hunt people during the day because they're they afraid. don't usually do anything during the day, right? So this is a this is kind of like a big thing about how they're 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 being so abnormal, and uh, the other thing is that lions will eat uh, their meals like where they kill. And then leave the carcasses, and then they find like the lion's dens full of just people bones. Mm. They've been dragging the bodies back to their den. Um, just a lot of like weird things, and they can't seem to hunt them. Or the lions keep outsmarting the outsmarting them. And at the end, I mean, they they tell you how you can go to in Chicago Field Museum. You can go see the lions from this movie because eventually, of course, they 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 went and Charles Remington shows up. And uh, played by Michael Douglas. Played by Michael Douglas. I think I said Martin Sheen last week, but it's Michael Douglas. And uh, he's got his crazy eyes, which are great. And there's just a like, I just I I this movie is very simple. It's very '90s, where it's slow paced at times, mm -hmm. but suspense and and even for like for what it does, like building up the suspense without showing like the 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 lines actually be there you know like just like they're just eating in the zoo or whatever wherever they were and they made it look like made you feel like the lion was really looking at them i don't know i have i have a lot of love for this movie what did you think um you didn't like it uh i liked it <laughs> you, you did <laughs> you don't have to pretend. No, no, no. To be Here's, honest. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, we're we're not to the point where we're signing judgments yet. Mm. So we're not we're not giving it the final score. Right. So until we get to the time to score it, I'll tell you what I think when we score it. Okay. But 
until we get to that point, I will say that I enjoyed watching the movie. Mm. Now, unlike you, I had no uh, nostalgic attachment to the movie. Right. So it, it meant nothing to me except that I'm watching this movie for the podcast, right? Now, I will. I want to say, in case there's any confusion, I did watch this movie with totality of attention. Okay. I was not distracted. I wasn't doing anything else. I was fully committed. I didn't pause it and go do stuff. Like, I, I was in this movie, and I did really like it. What I didn't really care for or what took me out of the movie is, um, like, the lion attacks. They were, like... It was like so cheesy. It's really edited. Yeah, in the nineties. In the nineties, I'm sure it was great. This is a rated R movie. Yeah, I remember when as as the age that I was in this, which we worked out while watching it. I was probably around fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that it was kind of freaky, and it was a big deal watching an R rated movie with mom. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was cool, and I I especially liked um, the. There were a couple things that I liked. I liked when Michael Douglas said, you know, like the old prize fighter says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just got punched in the face. And like, that's, that's a great scene. Um, I also actually really, enjoy, I think my favorite scene in the movie was the opening scene when Val Kilmer goes in and that guy tries to intimidate him and like whacks the desk and, you know, yeah. says all these like awful things to him. And Val Kilmer just like doesn't flinch. Like stone cold, doesn't blink, doesn't flinch, like nothing, you know. And I thought that was like, I was like, all right, this guy's a badass, yeah, you know. And it was cool, and I liked how he went, you know. I liked everything about this movie. I just didn't love the movie, but it was um, just because it was a little cheesy, you know. It's like, all right, yeah. I watched this with Simba's sister, and uh, she had never seen it before. And a few callouts from this because she was, yeah. Uh, we were both a little inebriated and just having a good time. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so Val Kilmer comes on. See, that might also affect, because I watched it totally sober. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen it totally sober. But <laughs> right. We're watching, and she's like, that's Val Kilmer? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, he had it going on. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> That's why he's Val Kilmer. Right. He was kind of a big deal. Right. And, and like, then we were both like, even with those teeth. Yeah, especially the teeth. Oh my God, they're just yeah. like, who's the real star? Right, <laughs> you know <laughs> the teeth. Who walks into a room first? Right, Val Kilmer or his teeth or his teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the other part was, you know, in the 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 dream sequence. Yeah, like when that happened, she was like almost like jumping out of her seat. She's like, no, no what is this? Re-? She's like, what's going on? Like, how could this happen? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, that was like the biggest moment of the movie. Yeah. for her, she she equated it to. Remember in um, uh, Kingsman, yeah. when they shoot the sun, how like shocking that was? Yeah. yeah. I I knew that was a dream sequence. Like some, something about it was too clean. She was too perfect. Yeah. Like there was just something about it that I was like, as soon as I saw, as soon as they brought the lion, like teased that the lion was coming, I was like, oh, this is a dream. Like, like it just didn't, I didn't. Think I didn't think for a second that like the wife was going to get eaten by a lion. Right, but I do like at the end when the wife does show up. Yes, and he's going towards her. He stops yes. and he looks over at the field, just yes. where it came from before. Right, and you're like, ah, ah, okay, we're right, good. no, because yeah, yeah, he. Yeah. Did, I thought that was actually very brilliant because, um, like it showed the character development. Like it showed how scarred he was. Yeah, you know, from what he had been through. You know, and it's 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 hard. It's important to try to remember like that it was 
based on a true story. You know, like we said at the top, there's probably some liberties taken, but basically like this guy was there trying to build a bridge and, you know, managed through all these lion attacks and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I also liked um, the relationship between Remington and the main character. What is his name? Peterson, John Peterson. Yeah. Um, I liked that relationship and I liked when, Peterson was talking about the, or Remington was talking about the, the trap, the contraption that um, Val Kilmer built. Yeah. And he was like, I had the same idea. And um, then he said something about how it didn't work. Uh, he, he, I had the same idea. He's like, oh, so you got him. He's like, no, but it was a good idea. It was idea. still a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that. I thought that was like a, a, a um, satisfying moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Of like showing that like Remington wasn't like some superhero, arrogant, you know, everything I do is perfect. It was more like, hey, you're in this, I'm in this, like, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's still a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like, it's it's a small thing, but, you know, he shows up, he's this fish out of water. Right. And they, they really emphasize the fish out of water thing. Right. And at the end of the movie, the new chaplain shows up. Right. And he, he turns around and he speaks whatever language to the the African guy with him and the African guy's all smiles but he hands his gun to the priest and the African guy's like gives him this real stern look like you don't get that right. and like takes it back from yeah, him yeah. just to show that like how much he fits in now with the people and yeah everything. I also thought the relationship between Remington and Val Kilmer and the priest the priest the original priest yeah that that relationship was great and the three of them the night before the priest got killed or the night of or whatever. And I also, I thought of you because, um, as soon as the priest was like, my mission was to convert all these Africans. And now my whole entire mission is convert you too. And it was like very touching. And like, you could tell that they really bonded. And as soon as they were bonding, I thought to myself, he's going to die. <laughs> he's the next one to go. Yeah. And I don't know why that made me think of you, but like, cause, <laughs> cause I guess I'm the next one to go. No, because <laughs> normally I'm not good at like picking out like stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've heard you complain about that before where you yeah. we're like watching a movie and you're like, Oh, he's the next one to go. Yeah. Like I definitely like absolutely at the conclusion of that scene, I was like, Oh, he's about to get, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, he's about right, to get right, served right. up for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, the other thing that took me out of it was, um, and it's funny cause you said how much you enjoyed the music. When they showed the lions like lurking in the woods, I mean, it, they were playing the theme to Jaws. Really? Yeah, there was a dun dun dun, you know, and they didn't like continue it, yeah. you know, but it was absolutely like reminiscent of the Jaws theme. Mm. And I was like, oh Jesus Lord, I wonder what Spielberg thought about this. Mm. I just like the hoi. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's that was like cool. the, the like theme that's in the background a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fun fact. Mm. I don't know if you know this about me. Mm. This is true. A lot of times I tell stories here that aren't true. Right. But this one's true. Okay. In 1990. That's it? That's the true part? Yeah. In <laughs> 1990, yeah. I spent five months in Kenya. Whoa. And of that five months, I traveled with the Maasai, the Maasai tribe. Wow. Yeah. So it was fun to see them. And uh, here, the here the the one guy uh, when Remington was talking to the tribe leader, and he said, he said Jumbo Jumbo, and that's some that's he some said, Swahili shit right he said, there. Mambo Jumbo. Mambo Jumbo. Yeah, yeah. I spent a month in Zambia, but I didn't come back with anything as great as five months. No, no. I wasn't a changed person. Like Where's Zambia? Zambia. Zambia. 
Uh, it's right next to Zimbabwe. In Africa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, five months, one month, whatever. We basically live there our right, whole lives. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. <laughs> all right. So, The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah. It's the worst movie of all time. Best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I can I can see. My, I here's can, my here's my bigger question. Have you watched a movie since you watched that? Yeah. Oh, a, that a makes few. Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> That's why it's not your favorite movie. Let me anymore. let me let me You've go seen a, something else. Let me go a step further. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Immediately after watching this movie, I watched The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> So immediately wipe that slate clean. Right. And then immediately after that, I watched a Val Kilmer movie, one of my all-time favorite movies that I always forget how much I love it. Oh, boy. Heat. Mm. With Val Kilmer and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Mm. I mean, that movie is so good. I'm, I'm watching all those movies, and then I'm like reflecting on Ghost in the Darkness, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> what a day. What a day. What would you do today, Penn? Well, yeah, I just watched a couple movies. You know what I was doing while I watched Ghost in the Darkness and then the entire Wolf of Wall Street movie? The whole time on both of those movies, I was on my bike in the garage. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Got work out. Yeah. Wow. I was training. I got a race coming up. At no point did you look back and with lions behind me? Right. I was. I checked. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So now this this upcoming week, we're going to watch Beast. Yeah. Which, when you watch the trailers now, do you get that Ghost in the Vibe? Listen, I, I, I do want to tell you yeah. that I really appreciated your suggestion. Yeah. Because I, I first of all, totally get the vibe now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to watch Beast and see how it compares to this. Right. You know, yeah. see, I think it's going to be interesting. Because a lot of people I've talked to are like, oh, like Ghost in the Darkness too. Like, and it's like, wow, you've seen that movie? Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Right. yeah. That's, that's the more surprising thing. Like, right. Oh, I was going to make that comment and think that you wouldn't get it. Right. I was right, going right. to be like, pick you out because really I've seen. Right. Yeah. I kept that comment to myself because I didn't think you'd get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, now let's move on to listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, best way to do that, email us, podcast at pensimino.com. This week we got a beautiful scroll. What did you do on Tuesday? I read the scene. Right. <laughs> Called in sick from work. Yeah. I was like, sorry. Right. I got an email from Frodo. I'm right. going to be a while. You're going to be late? No, nah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she's really not a fan of Pac-Man, the movie. Right. She said voice acting and stuff. Like, it's just going to go all wrong. Right. That just makes her mad. But here's what I loved most. No, don't. Here's what, because oh. because you were just like it last was week, awful. Last week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, I try to share. I open up. <laughs> I open up <laughs> with you and our friends, the listeners. I try yeah. to be myself. Mm. I try to speak freely, share my innermost, deep, dark feelings. Yeah. Only to be threatened within an inch of my life. <laughs> what I love is that is that she came at you. Full force. Directly. Yeah. Directly. Directly. And you, (laughs) someone who probably has very little knowledge about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like past the 90s movies, right? right? It made a blanket statement as when's this going to die? Not realizing how huge the franchise is and how it never will stop. Right. And then she's like, don't you ever dare. She said, Penn, 
but she's like specifically Penn. But I, so uh, you're literally walking on thin ice because you I- insulted Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by including <laughs> the whole every part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think her words were, if you say anything bad about Rise of the Teenage ever. Mutant ever about Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, she's clipping your teeth. Right. Yeah. Right. She's coming at you. The words, Hard. the quote was, you're literally walking on thin ice if you resu- if you insult R-O-T-T-M-N-T, so watch yourself. Yeah. Now, you want to hear the punchline to this whole story? Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't know, I think this is going to make things worse. I just love how when she started it, she's like, now, moving on, and there was a right. picture of her like, hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Like, getting herself ready right, for this, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> she got everything on her desk situated, you know. It's not that I'm mad. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, as long as we're sharing honest. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah. vulnerable, mm. telling the truth. <laughs> I have something to share. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to make the situation worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it clearly will. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> so... Our friend Frodo, yeah. even though she writes these incredibly long emails, right. she also is a frequent user of um, like letters. You know, like she'll shorten things, right? Right. So uh, uh, abbreviations, abbreviations. Yeah. So she writes, "You're literally walking on thin ice if you'd insult R O T T M N T." So watch yourself. And then she expanded on her thoughts a few mm. sentences. I did and, notice how at no point she said what R-O-T-T-M-N-T was. So I read this whole paragraph and then I had to sit there and look at it and go, what the hell is she talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's how little this franchise means to me. I was like, what R-O-T, what is the Rotten Mountain, Rotten Mountain, what what is this? What the hell is she talking about? Did you ever figure it out? I did. I did figure it out. Did you have to Google it? No, 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 no. I figured it out on my own. And the reason why, if she had said, if you insult T-M-N-T, I think that abbreviation would have rang a bell. But she was specifically R-O-T-M-T, Rise of the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was a Nickelodeon show. Right, which is so funny. Because, as usual, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I guarantee I've seen that show. Never. Like, no, like two or three times, maybe. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles? Like, maybe. Okay. Because I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I think I watched it with Amy's younger brother when uh, when okay. he was a kid. All it right. would be on, and yeah, I'd be yeah. trying to be like a good guy, and yeah. you know. But yeah, I'm really into this too. You right, know? this is awesome. You're going to say good things about me to your sister, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Since you and I both love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? 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 We're buddies, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I thought that was funny that uh, like she was all fired up. And it took me like a solid minute to what figure out what the about? hell is she talking about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Then she had one last thing. Yeah, which I'm going to take her up on. Yeah, I think I will too. She recommended the movie. See the Sea Beast mm-hmm. on Netflix, and she said that the animation was just spot on, and the colors and everything just like really hit the spot for her. Got all the brain tingles going uh, with how pretty it was and everything. I watched. Did you watch the trailer for this? No. I put the trailer on, and I'll be honest. First little bit, I, w- I almost pulled a pen. I was like, because eh. nah. it just looked like every other. 
It stars Carl Urban and Zaris Angel Hater. Hmm. Neither of whom, Carl Urban, I recognize. Yeah, Carl, of course. He's Bones. He plays Dr. McCoy. He's, okay, he's right. In, oh, yeah, he's on Star Trek. Star Trek. He was in Thor, mm-hmm. etc. So, but then the Seabees started showing up. And they look mm, just amazing. Perfect. Like I just I love the animation style. So she's right. I'm going to love this movie, I yeah. think. I, at least visually I'm going to love this movie. Um we'll see how the story is and stuff, but I I'm going to take her up on this. I'm going to watch it. Me too. You know what's funny about it is just a little side note about my life. Mm. I'm going to have to wait for a time when I can watch this either on my bike in the garage mm-hmm. or upstairs in my bedroom because I can't watch it in the living room because our dog Hannah does not tolerate animation. Really? Right. She barks at the TV if she sees horses or dogs or any kind of animals. And I think we've come to believe that it's anything that she doesn't recognize as being human on the TV. Mm. Uh, She barks at. And so you can't watch anything animated. Simpsons, you know, nothing. Family Guy, nothing. If it's animated, she's barking at it. And when I say barking at it, not like cute, like, oh, isn't that funny? She's barking at it. Like, she ruins. You can't watch the show. Wow. It's awful. Wow. And as you know, we've discussed before, Hannah is pretty much the perfect dog. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. Cute. She's funny. She's adorable. She's friendly. Let me tell you, comedy night, she just rocks that mic. Right. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So, anyway, I will look forward to watching the Sea Beast. Yeah. Same. All right, let's move on to what are you doing? What's been going on in your life <laughs> outside? Well, well, I mentioned Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. And I mentioned uh, Heat. Mm. Uh, I'm still, Kayla and I are still working our way through New Girl. Okay. Which I want to say, like, I started watching the show just pretty much for something fun to do with Kayla. Mm-hmm. But I am, like, a legit fan of the show. And the, the writing on this show is hilarious. Like, I burst out laughing hysterically at some of the very subtle, like they just slide stuff in there. I just love it. I love this show. Anyway, we're working our way through there, but the one I wanted to mention, because you had recommended it to us, is Paper Girls. Yeah. You, Amy and I are, are uh, three or four or five episodes, I forget, into Paper Girls. How are you liking it? Um, we're liking it enough that we want to keep watching it, but we're not, like, loving it. That's, uh, I was wondering how someone who, who hasn't doesn't know what's happening or coming would think of it. It get, it has a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, and I think second season is going to be fan, like over the top because they'll have a budget to do mm. more yeah. things because there's a lot more fantastical stuff about the time travel yeah. and, and stuff in in the comic. Yeah, no, we're into it. We are thoroughly enjoying it enough that we're still watching. It. Keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. I watched Bullet Train again. Which I gotta say, I mean, I really like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been watching The Sandman. Mm. Is and it good? It is. Here's the thing about The Sandman that's weird. Everyone loves The Sandman. Like for years and years and years. Like all I hear, oh, Sandman's like one of my favorite, all, like favorite all-time comics. People will say, and I'm like, so I tried reading it. I hated the art. And thus, I could never really like. I just, I just pushed myself through it and didn't enjoy it. <laughs> You're so brave. I know. But then, because <laughs> everyone loves it so much, right? I'm like, there, it's got to be something wrong with me. Maybe right. it's the medium, right? So I read the novel, and the novel was so long-winded. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the basic premise of the story I like, but it just, I'm just bored. Mm. Like. 
It's, where is this going? I don't get it. It's just whatever. Now, mm. watching the show, this is the right medium. Oh, nice. I'm liking it. Finally. Yeah. It's the right pacing. It's the right visuals. I feel like it's good storytelling. They've changed some things, but it works. And I've been enjoying it. I think I have two more episodes to go of of the of it. And I thought I think they've done a really good job uh, with this. So if you like weird Neil Gaiman stuff, The Sandman is the way to go. Now, what I'm looking forward to this week, though, I almost stopped watching The Sandman, is there's a new season of Lock and Key. Did I get mm. you to watch yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you did. So I enjoyed it. A new season dropped yeah. yesterday oh, okay. or something. So. I have to refresh. Yeah. Is that the second season or third? Uh, I think it's the fourth. Third <laughs> or fourth. Fourth. The fourth. I was going to say I have to refresh, but I guess I have to refresh and also probably watch the whole second season. I don't think I watched Whatever, it. Whenever it came out, I think you watched all there yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So I think you might have watched two seasons worth. Okay. So, yeah. So maybe it's the third season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So now next week, mm. I'll be watching Beast. Starring Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Ichabod Elbow. So... Look, if you want to be a part of the show, mm. you want to tell us what you think of that, or maybe you watched Ghost in the Darkness and you have opinions to make me cry. Ghost in the Darkness? Ghost and the Darkness. Ghost and the Darkness. Yeah. Uh, and you want to make me cry, mm. and you can go ahead and email me how you hated it. That's fine. You do that at podcast at com, or you can hit us up over on Facebook. We've always got a conversation going on there. <laughs> now, look, if you want to support the show, mm. Penn... What's the number one way to do that? Yeah. So what what we're finding is that people really want to support the show. Yeah. But they don't like writing out full letters, full checks. words, yeah. or checks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best way to support the show is send us send a us check. check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that one without saying. Yeah. But uh, you know, so people don't want to read mm. full spelled out words. No. You know. So what we want, what we're finding, people are doing is they're just in random places in the world, like on the inside cover of a book they checked out from the library where you have to fill your name, and then it says, like, country of origin or something, like, on your passport. Instead of, like, writing all that out. Yeah. Or, like, you know, I don't know, a birth certificate. Like, if you have a child and you have to fill out a birth certificate, instead of writing out a child's name, just write out LTTPCPC. Listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Yeah, perfect. And and what happens is if you just write the letters, that that's like an icebreaker. It opens the door. Because then the doctors are going to be like, oh, you're naming your baby LTTPCPC? And you're going to be like, nah. That stands for listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Come on. We're naming our David. We're naming our baby David. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to like that. I don't care. <laughs> She's going to get pushed around a lot, but that'll make her a better person. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you can do to support the show. If you don't have any important documents... Mm. If, if you're the kind of person who doesn't frequently travel or, or check out library books, then what you can do is you can just uh, tell a friend how much you enjoy the Penn Cinema podcast. And that's L. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's really easy to remember. And as I spell it out, there's seven letters. So you can make it a vanity plate. L T T P C P C C P C. That's I roll in next week with my new vanity plate. Yes. L-T-T-P-C-P-C. Come on. Get ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got that sick ride. <laughs> People will be like, ah, 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> got the what do you call the spinning uh, spinning spinners? The spinners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put glow sticks in there too, so at night it's like. <laughs> and wasn't your vehicle featured in Fast Ten? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they went to space? Yeah. <laughs> Fast ten your seatbelts. <laughs> All right. Well, once again for the Pensacola Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. <laughs> Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. <laughs>